grace, mercy, and peace to you in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Anybody who wrecks this painting? It's, uh, yeah, a familiar symbol from the old RCA logo uh, that uh, was uh, very, very popular and influential uh, uh, for many years. I think it was finally discontinued uh, around 1969 or something. I know this is actually a dog and it's Good Shepherd Sunday, uh, but it brought me this image to mind uh, that uh, is actually not the logo itself, but the painting on which the logo is based. Um, In 1899, the English uh, artist Francis Barad painted this portrait of his Jack Russell Terrier named Nipper. Uh, And according to legend, would stare at fasc- in fascination at the sounds coming from this old Edison gramophone. Uh, but the caption he gave it was especially interesting and in, in what caught my attention. The, the name of the painting was His Master's Voice. I'm sure uh, the idea for RCA was that the, the sound recordings are so faithful the dog can't tell the difference from his master's voice. Uh, But in the context of today's readings, what it really reminded me of is how attentive this dog is to his master's voice. Even though he can't see his master, it doesn't look uh, like, well, I don't know where this is coming from, but I hear my master's voice, and I'm going to pay attention. See, that's uh, what our gospel lesson is really focusing on. And Jesus said, Uh, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Uh, When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee for him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. There's many, many connections you can make uh, with the good shepherd analogy. That's part of why it's so well known and popular. However, the the voice of the shepherd plays a really central role in the analogy Jesus makes here that's often overlooked. And there's several items of that uh, we're going to unpack as we go on this morning that he calls the sheep by name. Uh, The sheep recognize his voice and trust him. And that the shepherd's call then lead the sheep to follow him. To start off with, he calls the sheep by name. And that's something that is really profound and impactful when you think about it. I mean, if you were to see a, a flock of sheep, would you even be able to tell half of them apart? But the shepherd knows his sheep. Uh, that as he calls them by name, you can see the familiarity and affection 
uh, that he has for them. You don't name animals you're going to slaughter. You don't name animals that you don't care about. These are, these are precious to him and well-known to him. As his sheep goes by, he can say, hey, well, yeah, can't you tell this is Harold? Uh, don't you see the one year lies a little funny? Uh, this is Harold. He, he, he likes to eat clover, and sometimes it gives him a little acid reflux. I got to give him a little massage on the tummy. Well, this, this, this is Esther. Don't you recognize Esther? She's feeling down because she lost her last batch of lambs. This is, uh, this is Percival. Uh, I just came up with that. I don't know where that came from. You know, you see the scar on his face. That's where a coyote attacked him. I, I beat it off and it won't be coming back here again. That's the kind of relationship the good shepherd has with his sheep. But he's watching over them closely. He's not just, all right, come on, sheep, get out of here, get out of here. And, uh, you know, he's not getting paid by the hour and taking his time. He's caring for his sheep. He knows them individually by name and cares for them. And that relationship with the shepherd uh, that he gives them is what gives them their identity. Uh, that they are the sheep they are because of the, the names he has given them. That it's his call to them that it establishes their identity. Uh, it's not something that they pick for themselves or initiate on their own. The shepherd calls them and builds their relationship with him based on his call. It starts with him. And that motivates them to action. And just like our relationship with God. It doesn't begin when we find Jesus, wherever he was hiding. Uh, but when Jesus calls us and motivates us uh, to action, fills us with his spirit uh, so that we can respond to him in faith and love and follow him where he leads And the other aspect of this that I think is really significant is the sheep recognize him by his voice. And this slide is mostly black because it means they're not going by sight. Now, we like to use sight as our dominant sense. And actually, sheep are the same way. Sheep have very good eyesight. Uh, but in the analogy Jesus makes, it's, it's the voice that determines how they recognize their shepherd and how they recognize who isn't their shepherd. They're, they're going by what they hear, which is a, a significant thing because as sight-dominant creatures, we get nervous when we can't see, don't we? You'd probably like me to have some of these bullet points up there uh, so you can see them. The, that discomfort oh, is something that requires us just to live in faith. That going by what we hear rather than what we see. Uh, trusting the shepherd's voice and his word rather than what we see around us in the world uh, is what it means to live by faith. 
And it's all the more interesting uh, in the context of John here where actually we're, Jesus is still speaking in the uh, same uh, time and place uh, to the Pharisees whom he has just called out for being spiritually blind uh, in comparison to the blind man whom he just gave sight and has recognized him as the Son of God and Savior. Uh, He's talking about spiritual blindness and immediately shifts that to how we are blind unless we recognize the voice of the shepherd. Later on in John, I think that theme really comes to fruition in the story of Thomas. Uh, When Jesus uh, says to Thomas that uh, a week after Easter, you've seen because you believe because you have seen, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed, who hear the word and have faith from what they've heard. And Paul will express that very clearly in Romans chapter 10 to drive that point home when he says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. It's his voice. It's his word uh, that uh, really grounds us in who he is. And that our sight can often lead us astray. It's by hearing God's word that we identify uh, what is true and who our shepherd really is. The last point is the, the content and effect of the, the shepherd's call. And that the shepherd's vocal call leads the sheep to follow him. And this is where it kind of gets a little dark, uh, er, uh, because throughout Jesus' ministry, we see him continually calling his sheep to follow him uh, from the very beginning. Uh, the uh, disciples fishing in the boat, leave your nets and follow me. He calls his sheep and they follow him. And I will make you fishers of men. Uh, Also, Philip, uh, who was not part of the the fishing community, but had that same invitation as Jesus said to him, follow me, Philip. Matthew, the tax collector, follow me. Uh, But as his ministry went on, it became increasingly clear where Jesus was leading them to. Uh, when he started to uh, tell people, follow me. And uh, they refused because he was on his way to Jerusalem where people wanted to kill him. And he made it point blank for them. If anyone would come after me, he must take up his cross and follow me because that's where I'm going. Well, that's a hard place to follow. Uh, But it's clearly where Christ is going. And it's especially applied to 
Peter, again going back to the, the days after Easter, where uh, Jesus connected to Peter in a shepherdly way, uh, calling Peter to be his under-shepherd as he uh, gave him that commission, feed my sheep. Peter, feed my sheep. And Yet, uh, as he continued, he let Peter know what it would mean to be an under-shepherd, following in the footsteps of the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus says in John 21, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter understood that following Jesus would lead him to the cross in a, a literal way, as according to the uh, best historical information we have, Peter ended up being crucified like Jesus. Um, but Peter also realized that in a, a deeper way, even if you're not literally crucified, the life of the Christian following in the footsteps of Christ, leads us all to the cross in some way. As Christ calls us all to take up our cross and follow him. And that's why Peter knew what he was talking about when he uh, wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2, that uh, our epistle lesson, if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called. To this you have been called. This is how the shepherd calls his sheep. That Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. You know, it's tempting to uh, want to preach nothing but sunshine and rainbows, and uh, it's probably better salesmanship in a lot of ways to tell people, hey, believe in Jesus, and he'll give you a new car and a big house, and you'll never get sick, and your bank account will be overflowing. Uh, but that's not what the Bible says about following Jesus. Well, the Bible says, follow Jesus and he'll lead you to the cross. That's exactly what we should expect. More and more, really, as our society becomes more and more antagonistic to Christianity. Uh, that as we seek to follow Jesus, we will be reviled. Uh, we will be threatened. And we will suffer. Like I said, it's not a, a great sales pitch, is it? Uh, following Jesus leads to green pastures and quiet waters, but it does pass through the valley of the shadow of death on the way. 
today, many voices call out to us. Many false shepherds uh, who would tell you, listen to us and we'll guide you right. Listen to us and we'll tell you what's really going on and what you really need to do about it. Many voices will tell you, actually, just listen to yourself. Do what you do. Listen to your heart. Follow your heart and you'll never go wrong. Jesus says, listen to me. Listen to my voice. Close your eyes and hear the voice of your shepherd. His word speaking in scripture. And don't be led astray by anything that sounds different from that. Focus on him and his voice and follow him. Even when it seems dark, even when it leads to the cross. Because at the end of the day, though that he may lead to the cross, where it seems like no one would want to follow, Jesus is the victor. And before the logo became RCA, some of you remember that it was actually Victor that joined with the RCA company and became RCA Victor. Uh, Makes a great play on words, though, too, uh, because we listen to the voice of our shepherd. First of all, because he is our shepherd, we belong to him. Uh, his voice has always been there speaking to us. But also at Easter time, we recognize because he's the victor. It's the victor's voice you want to follow. Why would you listen to a loser? Uh, Why would you listen to someone who's uh, not getting it right, who hasn't overcome? The world can tell you, this is the way to do it. This is how you ought to be living. This is what's good. You guys are all dying. Why would I listen to you? You're dying. I'm going to take advice from the guy who's not dying who rose from the dead. I think he knows what's going on, don't you? You can say yes. That we listen to the master's voice because he is our master, because he is uh, the one who made us, who has faithfully shepherded us, and we know his voice. We listen to him because he is the victor who has overcome death in the grave and proven that he knows what's going on. He knows where to go. That though we pass through the valley of the shadow of death, there is a, a cup overflowing on the other side. And we will live in him and with him forevermore. That is the great blessing we have of following the good shepherd. And may that peace that is beyond all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until the day of his glorious return. Amen.